Alumni Podcast with Tech and Prem. What what would you say you do here? Um, you know, uh, um, yeah, um, core values. Um, you know, I guess what you know, um, and and like we're not coming up with new core values. Um, and so yeah. So if you would, would you walk us through a typical day? For you, yeah, um, I'll sit more into defensive meetings at times, maybe, right? Instead of always being in an offensive meeting, maybe I go to a defensive meeting here and there. Um, but my job is to be the head coach of the team, not the head coach of the offense, not the head coach of the defense, not the head coach of the special teams, but be the be the head coach of the football team. And that is your head coach, Prem. What is it you'd <laughs> say you do here? I gotta tell you. Uh, oh my god! I, let me let me that preface is... this. I, I love Nick. I think Nick is a good guy. Yeah. It's unfortunate how this has turned, though. Well, it's just it, unfortunate, man. It's it it's it's. Listen, I, I got feelings. I'll get into it in a minute. I just want to say, watching. A guy like this, right, get every shred, every ounce of dignity he has left just pulled out through his testicles I know, like this. Man. Is it's it's brutal it's tough. to see it and and, 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 and it's just look. You know what the problem is? and this is just something <laughs> that I was listening to uh WIP last night and, and they said oh. something very true. The problem is Nick isn't like your prototypical head coach that's going to command the attention of, of a room. He's not going to command the attention of everybody. He's not going to, like, hold you in awe of, of what he's saying. And, like, yeah. some guys have he's that ability. Harbaugh. He's not Dan Campbell. No, think of, even he's going back, even going back, like, guys like Jim Mara. You know, like, football coaches. <laughs> like, football. Right. I'm not even talking right. about the press conference. Just no, in general. I, I, football I, I coaches. Agree. You know, like, Sirianni is... is not really that in terms of the traditional appearance. You sort of, of roll that. your eyes when he talks. Yeah, a and and bit. now now the pseudo aspect is even kind of gone too. Yeah, no, it's, you're right. It's really rough, man. I really hope that they they get it right. So Vic Fangio is the new defensive coordinator. I wanted Ron Rivera. I said it week fifteen, but Lori so Lori wanted Fangio last year. So so he got his guy. The news broke right during this embarrassing and completely nonsensical press conference, if that's what you even want to call it. Uh, Sirianni repeatedly said. He was making hirings, firings, and all decisions. He said, I will, uh, I I said, I made, I'll do. Yeah. But as soon as he was asked about Fangio, he was like a deer in headlights, and he immediately looked at Howie. Well, yeah, because they have to make <laughs> sure that the message is properly conveyed according to what their predetermined plan was. Plus, Nick isn't... Hiring, firing, or making any decisions. He's no. not doing that. And, and, and the quality control coach. And per Jeff McLean, he reports over the head of Howie. Howie is the is the voice of Lori publicly. He, Sirianni has to report directly to Lori, which is right. why he's still here. And right. a few weeks ago, I gave my editorial and I I said exactly how this was going to go. It doesn't matter how many people wanted, including myself, wanted Sirianni gone. It was never going to happen. They were going to replace the staff. The, I never, but no, I never thought that going a whole new head coach really made any sense, though. Well, I just didn't. I don't think. At, I think that's more detrimental to progress at this point than than keeping him. I I, I get it. I mean, it's look, a weird catch twenty two. It is. It is. Um. But I like the Fangio move. I do. I think Fangio, he's presided over uh, so many great defenses through the years. Even going back I, to the 80s Saints I, defenses I like, that were great, no one talks about that. I like Fangio. I just feel like it's more the same as far as scheme. You know, this... this. Uh, but he'll have guys that actually know how to cover. Well, we assume that, but that's on Howie now. And and, and they're, you're five players short right now. You need... Two linebackers, at least one corner, yes, uh, one safety, and a defensive end. This is where they're at, and it's going to be difficult to do all this. And he's listen. Howie might have to overcorrect here. He might have to go linebacker high in the draft, like he doesn't want to. Right. He might have to do well, that. Jeremiah Trotter he, Jr. is out there. I don't know that they're going to do that. I, I don't know. I, you know, I'd like to. I'd like them to do that. I just don't know if they will. Uh, look, they're going to have to make 
And I don't know how much money they got. They got to resign Hassan Reddick. Nolan Smith is not the guy you thought you were going to get. Well, and, not yet. And, 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 first not year player. Yet. I, I, he, he's a mistake, by the way. And even if he ends up being good, I would have rather have gotten Brian Branch. Look at Brian Branch. He's awesome. I mean, he's this awesome. is the guy you should have drafted. One player after Nolan Smith. Yeah, this is who you yeah. should have drafted. Brian me, Branch. Me and my father was screaming draft Branch. When they drafted Nolan Smith, we thought we got a steal. Well, we Turns know they don't, they don't really take the, the secondary players, the safeties especially. And that's a mistake. I, I agree. You, you, I, I don't you, think you should ever... Ever, I, my my philosophy, if I owned a football team, would not be to value any particular position over any other particular position, even right. quarterback, because I want a balanced roster. They should have known that going in with Reed Blankenship as the answer at safety was a mistake. Now, I'm not saying I don't like Reed. He's an instinctual player. I like him. I think that um, f- in the second half of the year, he hit a wall and he wasn't the player that we needed. and No, he wasn't. I like him. I like him as a third safety. Unfortunately, that will never happen. He will be the starting safety next year, just like, you know, look, um, there was a lot of things in this in this press conference, and, and one of them was Howie trying to delusionally tell us how great N'Kobe Dean is and was this year. And that you know what that tells me? N'Kobe Dean is you're coming in as your starting linebacker. He's a guy who deserves to be fighting for a roster spot in training camp. He's coming in as the starting, well, one of your starting here's what linebackers. Here's you have to do, though. In my opinion, the reason how he did that, I think, is because as a GM, he wants to, I think, instill as much confidence in a guy that hasn't shown what they can be yet as possible so that they feel like in their mind mentally they're going into a situation I get it. where they can reach that level. I think it's like that kind of psychological okay. posturing. Well, then I get that with N'Kobe because... I think that's what that because, is. Because he can take credit for N'Kobe because he drafted him. Right. But then he goes on to say almost the identical thing about Zach Cunningham, who, by the way, is just a guy. He's just an old vet. And, yeah, and, he's an old and, vet. And you can't take any credit for him. He was, he was on the couch and and, and my thing is, right, I know there wasn't really one standout game from anyone at the linebacker position. So to come and make bold statements about players at the linebacker position, about how great they were, yeah. is just ridiculous. Well, it is. It's, I mean, it's Mar- Morrow had one game in particular, I remember. He was where okay. He was all over the place. Yeah, he was, but, I mean, he was even okay. Him, he's just an old Cunningham vet. was all over the place, too. I just don't remember... A standout game where it was like the linebackers made that difference. Yeah, it was no, like they, no. they were they they were okay in spots. Isn't it crazy, Tech, how much changes in less than twelve months in football? Absolutely. I mean, look, twelve months football, ago we were way. preparing for a Super Bowl. Twelve months ago, right now we're getting ready for a Super Bowl. Right, and now we're talking about the third set of coordinators in three seasons, and now Jalen Hurts will have different coordinators for ninety percent of his career. Now, I Every had, year. I had two feelings watching this press conference. My first was, was absolute laughter. I found the talking in circles and non-answers hilarious. It is pretty funny. Um, Nick can't give you any answers because he doesn't have any. Um, but my second feeling, Prem, it was, I got to tell you, it was sadness. And, and yeah. I was sad to see how far such a great organization has fallen. One of the best in pro sports for the last 25 years. 25 true. years in pro sports. It's true. Not football. One, one of the best. Pro sports. One of the best. Um, this team, the team isn't just a team we love. It's in the fabric of our culture as, as Philadelphians. It absolutely is. Uh, to see where they are right now as an organization, it, it's just sad. And, and look, by the way. <laughs> we teased it in the beginning and made fun of it, but for a reporter to ask, and it was Tim McManus, yes. by the way, uh, to ask the head coach of a football team in the National Football League, uh, what's your role here in all this? What exactly do you do? Um, that is That was hard to believe. Well, you see, Nick, he's not the most articulate guy, okay? No. How, if I was in his position, the way to answer that, this is what the way to answer that should have been. Well, as the head football coach, I am evaluating every plan, and I'm going to decide if we're going to use that plan. Right. But and then period. But instead, period. The precursor to what that question was, which by the way led to that question, was him talking about how they're going to bring in a defensive coordinator that will run every defense, aspect of right. the defense and hire their own defensive staff. Right. And 
uh, when they asked about the offense, the offensive coordinator they're looking for is going to come in with their scheme and install their scheme into the team, and they will run the offense. They will do all the play calling, and that's what led to well. What exactly do you do? Right, and what I, is I, your I, role? I get I get that. I understand why you know we're making jokes with the office space thing and all that. It's funny. It truly is. But it is also but sad and it, pathetic. It is, but here's the thing, though. When when it comes down to it, for regardless of titles, regardless of you're the offensive coordinator, you're the head coach, all these guys every week, all the the top coaches on the team and coordinators are going to meet in the same room. And yeah. Nick, Nick is running that meeting as the head coach. That's just the reality of it. I get Behind it. closed doors, Nick is running those meetings. He's going to say, all right, what do you got for me? What do you got for me? Right. I don't like that. I like this. That's what he should have said. I, I get it. I get that's it. Because that's all he's going to be doing. Right, but to listen to him blather on about culture and core values, it was pathetic. Yeah, well, again, that just goes back to he's not articulate and he's not like a prototypical football coach. Right, and and, and by the way, um, during that question, they have two different views. Most of what the people are seeing is the camera on Nick, but there is a other angle I saw that it. someone shot with Howie. It. Looking at him. And the look on Howie's face is like, oh no. It's serious concern. And, and when... Nick was spiraling, right? And he was very uncomfortable while spiraling. And it was visible. Yes. Howie Roseman saw it. And a dozen reporters tried to follow up right after Nick was finished because it was such an an incomplete answer. Yeah, Howie jumped in. Howie goes, whoa, 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 let me me answer. I'll answer one. He wanted to deflect. He wanted to change the subject. He wanted to end that line of questioning. I know. And that was just... I, I got to tell you, watching the Eagles for all these years and knowing that they are this class uh, organization in pro sports, it was hard to watch and take seriously. Here, here's the thing, though, bro, and you you alluded to it over the last 25 years. It's still a playoff team next year. Cause Probably. Because you, you have a top 10 quarterback. You still, even without Kelsey, you have a top 10 offensive line. And you still have a couple vets that are probably coming back, like BG, to kind of anchor that line. I'm sure. Maybe for... I I got news for you. I'd say goodbye to BG. BG's if it back. was up to well, me, according I'd to say the King, goodbye. According to Eskin, they're going to work. Yeah, I out. know. If it was because in order, look, I you know what I value moving forward, and and this is no knock. I don't. I can't be sentimental. I don't have time for that right now. I value the roster spot. And in order yeah, for yeah. BG to take up this roster I spot, you. I need him to come in at a league minimum kind of contract that it affects my cap zero. Right, just to be a presence. That's all. A, that's what it's I need. Be, it's going to be pretty in flux. Because we'll kick him upstairs or put him, he'll be a coach eventually, something like that. And that's fine. I want to keep him in the organization, but as a player, if if it's anything that affects my cap even for 10 cents, I have to say goodbye to Brandon Graham. Yeah, and you know what I don't understand about this season, Tech, and, and this has really been bothering me. You know, we're just fans, and now we're more media, whatever, however you want to call it, we give our opinions. Yeah, we, 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 we look, we cover this team. Here, here's the thing. I feel... Like, if you're in charge of this offense with all these pieces they have, there should be so much excitement to scheme up. Like, if we were yeah. in there scheming up plays, just that excitement to just confuse defenses. Oh, absolutely. And to get creative. It would be like Madden come I, to life. Yeah, I don't understand, like, with Brian Johnson and Sirianni, everybody else that was trying to do things offensively, were these guys not excited to to scheme for some of the best players in the world? You have Devontae Smith. You have an all-world wide receiver duo, arguably the best in the league. You have a top five to ten quarterback, top three when he's great. And, and how are you – and you have running backs of all types. You have Boston Scott Power and Speed, well, by the way, Speed. Hurts needs to be better next year. He, he does. Absolutely he does. Needs I, think to be the, I think there was a lot going on there related to yeah, there the was. same reason that a Brian lot, Johnson got let go. Right. A lot of things that got coached into him last year seem to have gotten coached out of him this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's yeah. going to be – That's they have to make a real – I mean, I they would have love to make a smart call, decision at offensive coordinator. I would love to call plays for this team and draw up plays. Like, it's not that hard. These guys I are know. these guys are football people. And you can't figure out that, for example, if you throw a running back in the slot and then run confusing crossers behind that, someone's going to be open every play? Every time. Every play? It's like, what are they doing? I, I don't, don't understand. And whoever comes in here, I sure hope 
that they understand the value of putting a quarterback under center just to mix up your looks. Because we're back to, I'll tell you, this is a setback. This put us back to questioning the GM again. How, you know, hey, look around at these other teams that are left. They got football people making football decisions. And then here, it just appears that you have a billionaire owner who's in St. Martin buying yachts uh, and and a capologist making football decisions. So this has to... We need change here. You need to bring in real football minds. Vic Fangio's is, is, is a good first step. They need to pick the next OC that's going to be a real football mind. That's what they, they do. They, I, I just I hope that take. he has I hope that he has some some creativity. That's um, what it's going to take. I don't really want Cliff Kings, Kingsbury. No, I think that I don't want him. Cliff, I don't I don't want uh, Kellen Moore. I no, no, Kingsbury's attitude from what I saw on Hard Knocks when he was the uh, Arizona coach. I'm, I'm not interested in him at all. I don't want him based on what I saw from that show. No, I, I don't His personality take, and Nick's personality would not work. By the way, I don't even take him seriously at all. No, that I don't. Wh- where's so, his claim to fame from? I forget. Uh, Texas Tech. Is that what it was? Yeah. Well, when they had Michael Crabtree? Way back. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I my feeling is, is ultimately, I think it'll be Jim Bob Cooter, and, and the reason why. The Detroit guy, right? He, 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 well, he's, Detroit. you know, he's in Indianapolis Indianapolis. Oh, same Johnson's, same, same Ben colors. Johnson's going to take the uh, Washington job. Got my job. blues and whites mixed up. Yeah, so, and the reason why I say that is because he was a consultant here in 21, he worked under Doug in 22, and he worked under Shane Steichen this year. So I feel like he's going to be the guy that Jeffrey Lurie wants to bring in because of familiarity. Well, I would not I would be excited if they do well to see some funny Jim Bob shirts. Yeah, it would be... It would be something. There would be some funny parodies going on with that name. Exactly. Oh, and by the way, expect tampering charges to be brought from Miami for uh, Fangio negotiating with Lori before he was officially let go. You know what's crazy about that? Happen. Look, if these guys have cell phone numbers, I mean, what are you going to do? But, but he hey, cell phone Howie's probably going to lose a couple picks, and it's a shame because we were loaded with you picks think this so? year. You think so? He tampered before, he before Fangio and then well, Dolphins lost. how could he lost? not? You mean to tell me that he parts ways with Miami, and then 10 minutes later, Adam Schefter's reporting that he's coming to Philadelphia how, to sign. How does, how does that work if, say, Fangio would have contacted Lori? That's not tampering by Lori. No, but... If Fangio contacted him? But still, it's tampering. It's a coordinator and it's an owner of an NFL team. They're all NFL. I know, but, you know, even even with the report that Fangio went to the front office in Miami and said, I want to be... You know why I want to be closer to home yeah, in Pennsylvania. That, that's stupid. That rule is so dumb to me because... I hear you. They, 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 it happens nonstop, all day long, all day in every sport, every day. And yeah. that the ones that they try to catch are like so few compared to how much that's actually happening. Uh, no, you're right and about basketball that. basketball started. Especially in the NBA. Basketball started all that, yeah. Right. Uh, but ultimately, look, let's just wrap up the press conference by saying this, right? It is extremely rare that you'll see a press conference where so many words were spoken, but nothing was said. You know, it's, it's really funny. I, uh, I thought of something the other day. Coach speak, GM speak, but it why speak? But it was like, yeah, exactly. You I like that. I, mean? I saw that tweet. I liked yes, it. That, that's but, it. But it's almost like it wasn't even, it wasn't even logical. Coach no. speak. Like when I hear Andy Reid or I hear Belichick or I hear Sean McVay or Sean McDermott or or uh, Shanahan, when I hear those guys do coach speak, it sounds like. Coach, speak. well, yeah, and the problem with Sir, Nick is Sirianni's just like a blathering idiot. He doesn't I don't know get it. how to be concise, and he, all you been, have to do is just one, two quick sentences, limit the extra words. Period. It's amazing to see how he was stripped of what little power he had. Yeah, it's it, yeah. and this is your head coach. He's a hall monitor. He's, if they don't win, if they don't win a playoff game next year, I think that Sirianni's gone. If they win a playoff game and the offense is better and the defense at least is is top 15 say just not bottom 15 yeah then he's back but i think that this is a test for him this year to see if he can handle this uh this new neutered role they start off one and five he's done well they won't by virtue of the talent i mean offensively even if jalen has a horrible coordinator they're gonna like fall into 25 points a lot of these games against a lot of these defenses uh, listen i thought that but then i watched the way this season i mean after now. an off season i mean after an off season forget okay. about forget I, I agree with you there but howie is gonna have to hit on some of these draft picks and it's it's as simple as that he needs he needs you're gonna have to re-sign Hassan reddick and then you can maybe afford two big splash signings and they either have to be 
well, one has to be a linebacker, and then the other has to be either a safety or a corner. And there's multiple, I don't know how many safeties are out there or which ones are available, do I. but I know there's three corners right now that I'm interested in. I know there's uh, Sneed from Kansas City, there's Jair Alexander from Green Bay, and there's uh, Sartan from Denver. Instantly, right. there's three guys that I'm interested in. Yeah. So... Yeah. There's going to have to be a move that gets made. They'll do something. They'll do something. And it's going to be, the product's going to be different. It's going to look different next year. But I think that the offense, I think they're going to, they're going to look way better, I think, on offense because it can't be much worse at the end of the year. You know, we we say that, but they were still top 10 in most categories. That's true. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, that's because they cared more about the numbers than they did the W's. Maybe. I'm well, that, they, no, it's because the really defense was me. so bad. You had to score. The defense is the you worst I've keep, ever seen in my life. keep scoring. I've never seen a defense like that. It, it, just, it, this, I, they reminded me of Reed's last year. I think this was maybe even worse. You think so? No, that defense was horrible. It was horrible. 2012. But look, I... This overall press conference, everything where they're at right now is is disgraceful. They have to turn it around. They have this off season to do that. Yep. They have to make us believe again, and they really have to make us buy into Sirianni again as a city and fan base because Sirianni might not have lost the players in the locker room, but he's lost the faith of the city and the confidence yeah, of yeah. the fan base. Hey, we'll, we'll see uh, what Francisco Rojas of WIP Our guy. thinks. Yes, he'll join us on the vent line, but first... Brought to you by the Fairless Hills Academy of Music. It's time for a vet fact. This is a vet fact. Well, Tech, no game ever took place at Veterans Stadium on a January 26th. Right. However, <laughs> I have a dark day in Eagles history during the vet era. The vet so era. We don't have an actual vet fact, so we're going to pivot to vet era fact. Hey, that, that works. 43 years ago yesterday... The Philadelphia Eagles would appear in their first ever Super Bowl. And they would lose to the Oakland Raiders by a score of 27-10. to 10, Never really in the game. Uh, down 14 nothing early. Never recovered. Down 24-3 to 3 in the third quarter. Must have been a very depressed fan base. Um, as usual... When it comes to vet facts, Jaws had a horrible day. That's unbelievable. 18 for 38, <laughs> 291, a lot of mop-up yards. Three interceptions Jaws threw. Three interceptions, and you lose by three scores. Against John Madden. Against John Madden and one Jim Plunkett. Yeah. Jim Plunkett, who actually had a very workmanlike day. I mean, look at listen to this. He day. was a good quarterback. 13 of 21 for 261. And three touchdowns with no INTs, only sacked once, including an 80-yard bomb. Yeah. An 80-yard bomb to Kenny King. Look at me getting excited about old Raiders players. (laughs) That is horrible. The only bright spot for the Birds was, of course, Wilbur Montgomery. Between the ground and the air, he amassed for almost 150 yards. But the problem, Tech, was he did not sniff pay dirt as right. he dominated the NFC Championship game two weeks prior against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. The only points that the Birds would get as far as pay dirt was a late, meaningless touchdown from Ron Jaworski to Keith Kreffel. That's K-R-E-P-F-L-E, Tech, if you were wondering. And for anybody wondering no at home, who that is. that's who it was. Wow. The Birds would lose Super Bowl 15. 27 to 10, January 25th, 1981. The first vet fact we've ever done of the Eagles loss, and it's fitting because of where this team stands right now. There you have it, January 25th, 1981. There it is. Uh, All right, the Sixers, Brem. I've officially changed course here. Oh, boy. I've changed my mind and where I'm at. I think, hear me out here. I'm hearing you. I think they should stand pat at the deadline. Um, Levine was out a month earlier in the season uh, with an injury. He's out with an ankle sprain now for a couple yeah. weeks. Maybe the price is cheaper. Maybe, yeah. but, you know, look, on, on top of what you'll have to give up to get him, Yeah, I mean, I'm just out, and and I'm, I'm not in on Donovan Mitchell anymore, and, and DeJounte Murray would take giving up assets yeah. at this point for a non-championship move. Right, and I, as far as Donovan Mitchell, I kind of I never liked him. I never liked his attitude. He's something about him. He, I don't Mitchell. think he meshes well here. He's a great scorer, though. Yeah, he's a I great scorer. I mean, score. he's an a A1 scorer. But no, I'm not making a major splash move. A minor move, like a bench shooter or, I guess, a backup big. But overall, I'm not willing to give up the veteran bench depth we have. And I don't want to break up this infectious chemistry that they have as a team. Um, And as far as Tobias goes real quick, 
I think I'm willing to sacrifice having him walk for nothing after the season for the sake of the run with him. Yeah, well, that's fair. And that's fair. He's bought into his role this year. Not not only that, but I hear a ton of people, right? Yeah. And we'll hear what Francisco has to say Absolutely. about this. Um, I hear a ton of people say it'll be the same as last year. They won't be able to get out of the second round, yeah, especially yeah. after Embiid scored 70. Next day, everybody was like sour grapes because they think it'll Which be the same. Which is so weird. I mean, it could it's be. Like, He's been the issue I in get the playoffs. It, but just appreciate NBA basketball. I know it's the regular Absolutely, season. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Look, now, beyond that, right, I I look at it like you. this is the first time, right, the first time that this Sixers team, this, the Sixers team that we see every year has veteran bench depth. Right. Okay? We, we haven't really been familiar with this. And, and the fact that they have all this veteran bench depth it's not just that they have guys for depth's sake. Right. These guys have bought into their roles in Nick Nurse's system. Yeah, yeah and, they believe. And I feel like that's important. And that's that's really the first thing that that uh, that's my first point in all this. My second point, right, is that Maxi is now an all-star point guard. He was a two-guard under Doc Rivers. He was never an all-star. He was unable to come into his own. It seemed like he was being blocked into being able to come into his own. He's now bought into Nick Nurse's system. He's come into his own within that system. He has. Bonafide star. So that that is a, a, a really important second point. Okay, here's the third point. Embiid who despite being the MVP last year, arguably, at least for me, wasn't a top five in the world player. He really wasn't. He was the MVP of the league, yes, but I could rattle off names that are best in the world ahead of him, and I could probably go six, seven deep before I got to Embiid last year. Right. Right now, now, he's the best player in the world. He's the best player in the world. In the world. And it's not even that close. The numbers, the consistency of putting up 30 and 10, I think we take it for granted because he does it so much. That is not easy to do. It's not normal. Back to back to back to back because, number no. one, number one, regardless of how good you are to sport, you're human. Right. You're going to have a night where maybe your your touch is a little off, but that's not the case. It hasn't with been the case. He no. is as consistent a big man as the game has ever seen. Yeah, and right now, like, like we just said, he's the best player in the world. And my final point is... Tobias Harris has fully bought into his role in Nick Nurse's system. He never bought in under Doc Rivers. No, that was never. A, that was very disjointed under Doc. Right. It was kind of like just, and Doc only brought one of them here because of his time with the Clippers. Right. And, and Toby was like, just just stand there and we'll get you the ball to shoot the three. It's like he's much more aggressive right yeah, now. He's a baller. And, and and even his defense is more solid than it than it was under Doc. Yep. So I I I'm gonna say something here that's might sound crazy. Not you. I like this team's odds as currently constructed. Okay. To get out of the second round. This is uh, this flies in the face of everything you've ever said. You, I, well, because even despite the blowout loss um, last night, I to just the Pacers, watched that. It's one of those weird regular yeah, season games. And, and, and there, there was no Tobias. There was no Marcus Mars. It felt like a scheduled loss. Bad coming flow. In. Bad and, game flow. And Embiid scored seventy in the last game. He just knew they weren't going to come out and right, be all right, right, you know. Right. So look. Um, Beyond the second round, I think they could give Boston a series, right? But that's about it. It's it, it, To me, it's still blatantly obvious that they need to make a big move. But the fact that we sit here right now and I can't identify who that move is for, I'm out on it. Yeah, I understand because if it's not clear cut, then why take a chance? Yeah, I'm out on it's it. It's got to be a move that, that noticeably makes the team a championship favorite. Right. right. Not, a favorite. They're already contenders. Yeah. You want you need the only move you make makes you a favorite. It gets you into that championship conversation. Because right to now be. they're still on the outside even though they're they're a top five, top six squad, they're on the outside looking in a bad conversation. When it comes to championship conversation, absolutely they're not and, in you know that what? Discussion. It's nothing new. I know, but they need a move, and short of like trading a bunch of your expired contracts right, and, right. and losing some of your veteran depth for like LeBron James, yeah. I am out on a major 
move just to make a major move. I agree I with don't, you. I can't identify who it's for, and if I can't do that, then I'm out. I completely agree. Unless, you know, you get something where it's a very low-risk type of deal. You yeah. Know, you don't got to give away much for an average player. That's cool. Yeah, like bench depth. Get me like a... I don't, I don't know. Well, uh, they could use another forward, I believe. A shooter off the bench. Give me a shooter off the bench. One of those white guys with a with a with yeah. a foreign name. Give me right, one of right. those guys, and that's fine. I'll give take me a that. Che- give me a check. Yeah, give me a better Corkmaz off the bench. A guy that can shoot and play, play, play the two, play the three. I can't, I'm cool with that. I know a lot of people want to back up big. I actually look. Paul Reed can be a bonehead, but he, he makes good plays. And Mo Bamba's hurt, but I've actually liked what I've seen from Mo Bamba this year. Yeah, not bad. I'm not uh, so upset. About, time, about so, the yeah. bigs. Yeah. But I get it. I heard Jonathan Isaac from Orlando, and I heard some names, and I'm like, okay, listen. Well, Jonathan Isaac would be a great if, addition. If they want to make an addition like that, I'm certainly not going to be upset with it. I'm just saying that I don't need a, any kind of real moves here. I don't want to get rid of this 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 depth, and I certainly don't want to lose any of these veterans. I love Pat Bev. I love Oubre. I love Batum. Yeah. I love Marcus Morris. Uh, Rocco's been hurt, but I, I like Rocco just as a depth piece. I, I like these guys. Well, we got a good one tomorrow, man. In Denver, that's a big one. That's a big one. That Real is big a one. Big you got game. a six thirty ABC nationally That's televised. I was just about tip. to say every Denver, every Jokic Embiid showdown is national. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I mean, Denver. You know, they're coming off winning three straight. Um, you know, they're actually some of their numbers are down. They're one of the worst free throw shooting teams in basketball. Yeah, they're in not middle of the pack. They're not scoring. what they were last year. They're really not. Um, but they do dish the ball better than almost any team. I mean, they're fourth in the league in assists. They're right behind the uh, Sixers in lack of turnovers, second in the league. The Sixers being the best team to yeah. possess the ball. Yeah. Uh, but at these looking at these numbers, that they're everything is down across the board for them, except their assist to turnover ratio. Yeah. Best in the game. Well, see, that's that's what you're going to have to limit. You're going to have to limit their ball movement. They that's are it. a tough team to play. They are. And I already know that Embiid can dominate Jokic. What what I what I don't know is everybody else. I I, I think Jamal Murray's a really good player. He has I'd always say. been a good player. I feel like really Jamal Murray's good. been playing since I was in elementary school. Yeah. It feels like <laughs> this guy's been around forever. It, it feels like that. It feels he, like it. He was always hurt, but he he had a, a really good year last year, and he's having a really good year this year. So yeah. for me, this is this is a big big regular season game. It is and. Potential preview. I'm looking forward to it. Potential preview of an NBA Finals. As much as we're skeptical of the the Sixers getting there, you're right. The truth is, this is the best chance they've had to go to a Finals since Jimmy Butler was here. You're right, and they're the most fun to watch since Jimmy Butler was Absolutely, here. Absolutely, man. And that's yeah. and, they, and, they get it. Nick Nurse just gets it, and this guy's going to be the coach of his team for I think a lot of years. I really like Nick Nurse. I do too. I, not only have his not only has his team bought into him, I've bought into him. Yeah, you know why? It's because of of how he delivers his message. Absolutely, he doesn't deliver it with arrogance or no. any kind of uh, negative nature, and all. He's truly just a basketball guy trying yeah. to get the most out of his guys. And after the after the game, even after a win, he'll say he'll say, "Well, you know, I didn't like the way they played defense there, and it right, came out of the right. quarter. I didn't <laughs> like that." And it's great. It's like the Flyers, right? John Tortorella, Owen Tippett makes this unbelievable goal. Yeah. It, the goal of the year, really, in the NHL right now. Yeah. Uh, after he made that it goal. It was a phenomenal goal. I had two thoughts. I said, wow, that is the best goal I've seen in a long time. The one he knocked time. out of the air? No, he did like a, a backspin. Oh, that I'm thinking of a different one I saw the other day where he knocked something out of the air right t- at the Tippett's net. unbelievable. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a great he, player. He tipped it, yeah. But... He made this goal, and my first thought was, wow. And my second thought was, they're going to lose like three straight after this. and Because well, they played unbelievable. They and they got d- destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Well, shut out. I mean, embarrassed. So, my point is, Tortorella, after Tippett looked so great, Tortorella comes in a press conference and says, oh, yeah, I, I love to give him ice time. He's, he's been great offensively for us. His defense stinks. But I love to give him ice time because of his... So, a guy who's killing it for you, you just sit in a press conference that his defense stinks. I mean, that is awesome. I love coaches that aren't afraid to do that. That well, are Tortorella's, like the, yeah. I, I like the anti-Siriani guys. He, That's what I like. Tortorella's that guy. And you yeah. know what? When you host the Boston Bruins, Tomorrow on ESPN. It's a Philadelphia day on the Disney Network. It is. It's going to be national game. 12.30, Bruins at Flyers. 6.30 or what was it? 5.30, whatever it is. Sixers at Nuggets. What a day. It's 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 jam-packed nationally uh, for, for, for Philadelphia. I mean, look, 
these are who we got right now. We have to look, the Flyers ain't there yet, but they're a fun team to watch. And I, I enjoy the coach and I enjoy some of these players. And the Sixers right now, look. If you're not having fun watching this team, forget about some of these blowouts, like that Indiana blowout. Yes. And even they beat Charlotte, an eight-win team, and it was such an ugly, ugly win. And it's like you Charlotte was shorthanded. They had guys out. You should obliterate that team like you, you were. You think so. Yeah, and, and it was such an ugly win. It came down to the fourth quarter, and it shouldn't against an eight-win team that's short, that shorthanded no, like that. No. But, you know, nevertheless... Um, it's fun to watch the Sixers and even the Flyers, and that's all we got right now. It's all that's we it. got. Well, you know what? Pretty soon, <laughs> 19 Christian Pache days away, Philly's yeah. <laughs> back on the field. <laughs> Christian Pache. Uh, <laughs> I had to look up who number 19 was in Philly's history. <laughs> yeah. 20, we already know what 20 was. It was Mike Schmidt days. We right. already know that. Schmitty, yeah. 19, 18, these are weird numbers. Tab. Right, right. 19, Christian Pache. And Christian Pache days till we start playing baseball. Speaking of baseball, all right, it's time. Let's talk to our boy. I see the light blinking. Francisco Rojas is on the vet line. Next. Vet alumni. And now, it's the vet line. Why don't you answer your phone? Joined now on the vet line by Francisco Rojas, producer at Sports Radio WIP. And of course part of the shift yes. which is coming back around real soon with baseball coming francisco thanks for joining us what's up my guys uh it's uh it's a pleasure and honor to uh you know miss you guys man this uh yeah so i'm uh it's very uh very happy to uh, be on the show yeah man well we're, we're glad to have you a lot has happened um we're, we're still kind of wondering what nick sirianni does um <laughs> but maybe <laughs> maybe you have some clarity what, what do you make of you know the press conference in general, and and his uh, his new role. <laughs> yeah, so so my my thing with Sirianni is as the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't I don't care if he's sitting there on the sidelines. I don't care if he's juggling balls. I don't care if he's wearing <laughs> clown shoes. I literally don't care if whatever they have to do to win football games. If that means you bring in uh, you know Fangio as the D coordinator, and you bring in somebody else as the offensive coordinator. And that works with Nick Sirianni just standing there as it seems like a lot of people are saying he's the he's Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie's puppet. Whatever they have to do to win football games, I don't care. You yeah, know, that's, that's I, fair. I, I, yeah. a lot of people want the, the authoritative figure on the sidelines. I get it. You know, uh, you know, my mom grew, grew up with with Dick Vermeil. You know, so she yeah. always she mentions me. She's like, oh, I need my Dick Vermeil head coaches. I'm like, I know. Yeah, like, we talked about Dick, that earlier too. That saying that traditional coach thing, like Nick, just isn't that right. Yeah. And, and I get that. I, I, I'm, I'm just of the, of the, the thought process of just get bring in if whatever you got to do in football games. And last year, you almost won the Super Bowl. I know yeah. almost isn't good enough necessarily. Definitely now it's not like you, you have, you have to, you have to win in this window. Um, I, I just, I think the, it, the if you're going to, what it seems like they're going to take this route is Sirianni's the head coach and that's what you got to deal with. And hopefully, hopefully they bring in these coordinators and you can kind of replicate what you did in 2022. Um, and if that's what gives them a chance to contend. Like I'm, I'm all for that. I'm fine. Yeah, that that's reasonable. I like that take. I mean, it's a team effort, so why not have a team coaching effort too? That's that's a very interesting take. It's the first time I've heard someone say that yeah. this week. But moving mm. on to to personnel, the there's so many positions of need. But where do you think is the number one position of need for this team? So I, I mean, I think a big reason why they, you know, almost won the Super Bowl last year too. Maybe not a big reason, but it was definitely, you know, a solid part of it on the defensive end was the secondary. I mean, Bradbury was playing at an All Pro level. Mm -hmm. Darius Slay, you know, he was a bit inconsistent, but overall, you know, his numbers for the most part of 2022, he was good. So I, you know, you, you had those two. Um, even if Avante Maddox, when he can be healthy, yeah. um, I think it's important. I know we, we, we talk about the linebackers a lot and I don't want to sit here and try to make it like linebackers don't matter because I still think they do to a certain extent, but, um, and you can make the argument, you know, TJ Edwards, you lose him, uh, and the linebacker play wasn't great this year, but 
I, I think that the the secondary play has got to be better. Yeah, I think you. Yeah. I, I like the front. I I like the D line still. You know, I know Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter kind of tailed off a little bit. Jalen Carter gets a little more of an excuse because he's a rookie, um, and he had such an incredible first half. So you kind oh, of no. give him a little bit of room room for error. Um, but I think I think it's a secondary. Um, and yeah, I would probably say the secondary at this moment in time. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the secondary is it. Cornerback, uh, we talked about that earlier. Yeah. Too. Speaking yeah. of that, are you bringing are you bringing Bradbury back? Oh. Dude, uh, so <laughs> I'm thinking, was, was he, is he on a one year deal? I, no, I, I, was don't, it, I don't I th- think I so. thought it was a one. It wasn't a one year deal. Uh, I, no, it was. I, don't I have think to go on spot track and take a look. I think he is a cap hit that they're just going to have to eat. That's what I think. You know, the only problem with Bradbury was was his demeanor too. He, he just seemed like he just didn't give a shit. No, I don't like this yeah. guy. I some about yeah. him I don't like. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, and and then, no, it, it was crazy. And and I'll, I'll say this: like, and we can all agree here. As much as we don't like necessarily like Debo Samuel, um, I mean, he was a hundred percent right. Yes. I mean, looking back, right. we all <laughs> we hated him. We hated him. And we still don't like him. But we absolutely hated him up until, you know, the game we played against them two months ago. Right. And then he he absolutely, you know, had an incredible game against us. And Bradbury has been absolutely awful this year. And we know, you know what, kind of kind of have a little bit of respect for Samuel because he was kind of right about Bradbury. He um, was. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't want to bring him back. He's if go. he's, I'm pretty sure it would be talked about him not coming back if he was a free agent right now. Um, so I think he is on the team technically still, but I mean, I, I've just never seen like he was an all pro last year, an all pro. The drop off goes from that to drop this. off was astounding. I mean, some of the angles he was taking were were akin to like a, a ninth grade JV, yeah, or even like team. like Namdi. That remember that year? Oh, yeah, man. yeah, he was like Namdi out there. Oh. oh, we got to bring up the dream team here. Why are we doing this? Oh, come on, man. We're well, 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 uh, in a conversation about a bad cornerback B without bringing up the dream yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, were they the same? Were they the same number? Him and Nandi? Oh, that would be that would be bad. I think they, they were. Both oh, 24. the curse. I got bad oh. news, guys. I got bad news. James Bradbury signed. Oh, man. He signed a, a three-year deal. Right? Three-year deal, yeah. and he's not an unrestricted free agent for two more seasons. Yeah, they're oh, gonna, that's going to be a, a tremendous cap hit, and. They already have Isaiah Rogers on the roster. He's going to get they to re- he he gets to be able to file for reinstatement after the Super Bowl. I mm. think that's I think that's the automatic replacement before the before you enter the draft before you <laughs> sign any free agents. Uh, I, yeah, James Bradbury but, will be a twenty two point two million dollar cap hit. They're going to have to eat it. Yeah, they're going to have to eat it. Unreal. But you got to think. I mean, if you're if you're Howie and you're the staff, I mean, probably going to give him a chance. Right. Well, I mean, you you're, you gave him the money and you paid him the, yeah. the money, so you're going to give him a chance. Yeah. Oh, that stinks. I mean, unless they trade him, I mean, they might find a trade partner. Who? Who? Yeah, who, who well, I hear. I hear the Dolphins need a new defensive coordinator. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Speaking of coordinators, yeah. who's your yes. top candidate for offensive coordinator? Oh man, I would love. Hey man, I would love my my pick for it. My gut pick for the Super Bowl right now is the Baltimore Ravens. I would love Todd Munkin. I don't, yeah. I don't know what the deal is going to be with him. Mm, mm. I mean, you know, I know Lamar is not necessarily the same quarterback as Jalen, but, you know, Jalen's still a mobile quarterback. And yeah. obviously Lamar being one of the most mobile quarterbacks ever, um, I, I would love to see what he would be able to do with this offense. So Todd Munkin, That's a good um, idea. you know, he he's leveled up Lamar passing wise. Um, and that offense has been, obviously we all know here that that, that team has been, it's been incredible, but the offense has been really good. Put up 34 on, on Houston last week, um, I would, I would definitely, that would definitely be for uh, Todd Munkin. I would also like Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bieniemy would be awesome. Yeah, because he's yeah. been the enemy. Well, he he understands. <laughs> yeah, he right. understands misdirection. He understands creating space. We were talking about this earlier, Francisco. I don't mm. understand where the excitement was for this offense. The the scheming, like why there should be so much excitement for these guys to draw these plays up. Yeah, I don't understand it. Like if we're doing that, we're gonna be fired up to to create space for AJ Brown and yeah. De- DeAndre Swift and these guys. It's, uh, maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe Munkin will be a good fit. That would be. I don't know, man. It was it was really was like I hate to use this term because it's been so like beaten down, but like yeah. it really did feel like a high school offense like I know. For oh, yeah, at I know. least half the season. It was really mm. really frustrating. So, um it, there's no excuses on why 
this offense shouldn't be lighting up the league almost every single week. And hopefully, you know, you get a Todd Munkin or you get Eric Bianami, whomever like that. I just think that would, um, it would make sense. And, uh, this offense needs to get back to, cause for me, man, like I, I know as bad as the defense has been this year, I really felt like at one point, like this offense could be so good yeah. that, okay, we could say, screw that. You know, the chiefs still gave up 35 in the super bowl. We gave up 33 in the super bowl when we won. Yeah. Like, right. We could right still, yeah. So I, I really think that, you know, as much as we're talking about the defense this off season, like this offense, it needs to be. As good as it should be. Yes, it should be yeah. explosive. It should, it should be. be. There's yeah. no it, reason why it can't be. It looks be. broken right now. They have, no, they have you, to fix You know this. who is explosive? Joel Embiid. Yes. And we'll move on yeah. to the Sixers, a team that is really looking like they might do the impossible, Maybe. Francisco, and get past oh the second round. Get past uh, the second yeah, round. Sure. Well, where, sure. where, where are you with the Sixers? Are you, are you yeah. in on them? Where, where are you at with them? Yeah, as they're right in front of me right now, losing by 20 to Indiana. <laughs> I know, um, I know. I think yeah. get, get, got killed by Indiana, blown out by Indiana. Ugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I know this isn't the popular take right now. I'll, I'll get to it in a second because I want to talk about the good things first. Okay. Um, and Bead scores 70, and Bead's playing at the highest level we've ever seen him play. I yeah. think we're not appreciating him enough right now. I know it's been a conversation in the city the last couple of years. Are we not under, you know, appreciating Joel and Bead enough? Um, we aren't, we still aren't even after he scored 70 the other night, I still were, there's still some people saying like, Oh, well talk to me in the playoffs. Like who, who freaking gives a crap? Like he scored 70. That doesn't happen. I know. 70 right. and 18. Yeah. Like, it doesn't happen. I like, know. enjoy it. Enjoy it. So, you know, I know we had AI and AI was incredible. He's my role model growing up. Loved AI. Yeah. But like appreciate Joel and B for what he is right now. Um, look, man, it, on, on one side, anything's possible. Giannis, you know, Giannis, they killed Giannis for, you know, if, uh, a good a good little while there as he was a superstar before he won a title and then he won a title and then he silenced all the all the critics. So it's possible. I'm just of the ilk still. I know. I know we don't want to hear this. And we're like, OK, oh boy. we get it. <laughs> I, I, I just think that. Uh, and I know that, that I like the coach. I like Nick Nurse. I, I really like the roster they have right now. I, I think they are a championship team on paper. But Joel Embiid has been a different player in the playoffs. He really it just has, is what it is. Man. It just is what it is. I know that that's the that's the issue for I'm, me too. Man. I'm not saying that he can't change it. I'm not saying that anything's possible. We, you know what I mean? Anything's possible. But he's got all I'm saying is they have to prove it to me. Right now, they're still to me like. A, you know, second round exit until they prove it to me, until they say, yo, this is, we are a different team. They've done the same thing the last five years. It's not like they've only done this one or two years. It's been five years with, you know, Joel Embiid being the superstar of this team. And maybe he has changed. Maybe he has, but he's got to show it to me come, you know, May. He's yes. got to show it to me. So that's, I like this team. I love Maxi. My God, I love Maxi. So do I. Right. Uh, you know, I like Melton. I like, I'd still like Tobias for this team right now. I, yeah. I, I, I like the team to have, but you got to show it to me in the playoffs. And that starts mm-hmm. with Joel. That's fair. Truly being Joel in the playoffs. That's what they got to do. You might, you might see Doc in the second round. Yeah. Well, you Can you imagine if Doc I think you keeps will. them from advancing in the second round? Well, look. How I, funny would I that think, be? I think Philly fans are, 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 are dancing in the streets that the Bucks hired Doc. But I'm telling you, Doc's walking in the door with the best roster he's had in years. Better than any roster he ever had in Philadelphia. Yeah. So yeah. He's yeah, walking but, in the door with that. Yeah, it's really weird that they, the Bucks would do that. Yeah, and he's still he's and they extended in like three years. Yeah, look yeah. for all the problems that Who he had know? here, and for all his shortcomings as a coach, he's still a very good head coach. Yeah, he is. He just the issue for Doc Rivers is I think that he lacks uh, people skills. <laughs> well, yeah, you need that. You need, you need that. that. Kind of important. Kind of important. Now, I think it's 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 blatantly obvious from the Sixers' point of view that they need a move that brings in a third bona fide star player that moves the needle and puts them into that conversation. Big time. But I, but Francisco, I'm I'm having trouble identifying. Who the move would be for to put the team in that championship I, conversation? <laughs> who, in your mind, who would that player be at the deadline? Uh, I don't. I don't. This is the thing. I don't think they need to add another player. I think really? They need a, yeah. I mean, so who do you want? Do you want a Levine? Like, no. I, I'm actually. Uh, I'm actually out on Levine now. I'm at, I'm out on Levine now. Interesting. He was out for a month with an injury. Now he's hurt again for a couple of weeks with a yeah, low ankle sprain. Yeah. 
um, and I the just, price would be really high. Y- the price would be really high, and I don't think I can get enough out of what I need from him. As that now, look, he is counted on to be one A or one B in Chicago. He would be two or three or one C right, here. Right, right, right. So well, he would right. probably he would probably uh, leave Maxi a little. Bit. Yeah, he would be three. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, he would be three because Maxi's a point guard, and yeah, this true. year he's an all star point guard. So I, I would look. I, I think they need that third guy to really get to where the Bucks or definitely where Boston is yeah, at, to be yeah. able to see them in a series. But, like, I can't identify – if we take Levine out of the conversation. Who's like, the guy? Who, who can you identify as being I, another guy? I don't have that. I don't have it. Is, I, is it I mean, I – that's, that's my thing is like, I, I just don't think they do need that guy. I really think that you can win with this – with this roster right here, and Pat Bev has talked about like the chemistry on this team right yeah, now. I, I don't want to disrupt so that. No, it's good. that's a, that's a key part of it. Yeah. It is. It is. Yes. Yeah. I don't think they need to. I don't think they need to. I think. Look, we can all agree here, and I already said this already. Like the biggest reason why they're going to make a title run is because of Joel and B. That's it. You're right. If, he, if he's Joel and B level, yeah, like that's right. going to be the reason. That's like, it. You're right. We, we can't have Game Seven last year. I know, obviously, James Harden was a part of that. Um, but I mean, Joel was not good and he looked gassed uh, and all that. Well, stuff. He, because and, you know, he was hurt. He missed a couple games in that series. He came back. If it was the regular season, he would have been out the length of that series. He, he came back a shadow yeah, of he himself. Wasn't, he, wasn't right. he wasn't right. And I, I need him to be dependable and to be right. We well, got to hope this year right. in the playoffs. Cause you're right. In order for Joe to really take that next step to get the respect that he really does deserve. He has to get to the finals. He has to show like, that he think, can get there. Like, like guys, think about it. Like Giannis, uh, when they when they won against Phoenix a couple of years ago, like Giannis was playing on a broken leg. You're I'm right. Not, I'm I not mean, saying it's like it's normal. I'm not saying it's normal. You know what I mean? Like I mean, I'm not Michael saying, Jordan played with the flu. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not saying every single player has to play out there in a wheelchair and score 50. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. Like we're saying, ah, oh, Bell's hurt and this and that. Well, he needs to. He needs to, whatever he's got to do, like whatever they got to do. If that means he doesn't win MVP this year and he plays 45 games, like five. Well, yeah, because you're only halfway through the season right now. And (laughs) there's a lot of basketball left that he could have a bad night in terms of an injury. So, I mean, I I hope that doesn't happen. We all mean it's like, and it's not just injuries. Like it's been, it's been injuries right in the playoffs, but it's also been, he doesn't show up or he's crying. I know it was five years ago, but I was crying after the Toronto game. It just feels like there's always something. And you're right. It does. It is. It's always something. It's just always something. And, Show me something different this year. That's I, I don't I keep going back to this, but this is truly how I feel about the Sixers. Like it really does come down to him and it comes down to you know, you you I, I get it. You've you've uh you've you've dealt with injuries and you're a big guy and I, I get how his body is, him being that big, but like I don't know, whatever they gotta do to figure it out, because if they don't figure it out this year, man, I, I don't know. I'm surprised as, yeah. as many people are on back on the bandwagon. I know. Well, know. it took me a while. It took, <laughs> right. tech, just, tech will tell you. It, took every, me it a seemed while. everyone was done after last year. I just yeah, I was. So, yeah. yeah, for a I'm, bit uh, I was. I was very skeptical of the second round moving yeah. past that, but I think this three, team has three, a chance. Three games into this season, I recognized Nick Nurse's system. I saw how he made Harris look, and I saw how guys were looking, and I realized this is a much more fun team than I've seen in years just to, right. just to watch. And then when they made the Arden trade and they got all this bench depth they've got the kind of veteran bench depth i haven't seen mm-hmm. a sixers team have in years long time many long time. years very long time since those all those foreign players we used to have come off the bench that were hitting teams. Uh, right like yeah like god uh, who was it <laughs> giannelli giannini G- 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 yeah, 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 those guys all those uh, guys yeah. uh, <laughs> come on yeah yeah so, all right, before we, we let you go here, uh, Francisco, mm-hmm. you you are always our resident baseball guy, and uh, it would be foolish of us to not mention the Phils. Oh, boy, Christian mm-hmm. Pache, 19, 19 <laughs> days until they report. It's Christian Pache days to spring training. Let's go. Oh, my God. It seems like everything's moving slow, you know, like in slow motion for not just the Phillies, for all of Major League Baseball, as far as just signings and except for the right. Dodgers, of course. The yeah. Dodgers are mo- right. moving in, in uh, you know, uh, high speed. But right. um, 
What what other moves do you see the Phillies making realistically before spring training? Before spring training, I, so I, I just talked about this recently um, on a on a podcast that I did, and I mean, I, so they, who they signed? Colby Allard. I mean, fine. I like don't consider depth. that a signing. By the way, yeah, who? Yeah, right, it's a minor <laughs> league guy. It's a it's a you know he'll be able to bounce back in the minor league and whatever. Like he better not be battling with Christopher Sanchez for a starter spot, which won't be happening. Right. But I, I would love. I mean, it doesn't sound like they're going after a big name. I think we can just like kind of. That, uh, right. I'm not going to do that. So no Blake's not no Jordan Montgomery. Much as I would like that, um, it's not going to happen. They, you know, they tried to give you a mode of that money, and they said that was a an exception because it was, it was an opportunity. Um, so they gave they, you know, gave an offer, but it seemed like he wanted to play with the Tani and play with the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, so, but three guys that I would I, I would love to look at: TK Hernandez. I think would mm. be perfect yes. for this team TK because he's a great play- player. All over the field. Yeah, um, he has a you know he has a very uh, well documented uh, resume with the glove. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a couple of years ago, he had a five war season with the Red Sox, like all star level. Um, I, I think there's no. It's a very. Uh, he's what 31, 32, yeah, K- somewhere K- around K- there. Is a, he's a consummate professional. He he's been there. Yeah. He, he's played on per- winners. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect because you know it, maybe Rojas isn't hitting so well in center. Your cousin. But, um, your cousin. My cousin exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like you mentioned, Pache, Rojas, and center, like you could give Brandon Marsh some time off, put him in left field, you know, give Stott a few days off yeah, here and there, yeah. Trey Turner, um, Bomer, whoever. I mean, he's even played first base. So, I mean, if Bryce needs one or two days off a year, which he only needs a day or two off, mm-hmm. um, Kike can slide in there. Um, also, some relievers uh, that I've thought about recently. I was thinking maybe a, not a role this um, I'm trying to think which uh, which reliever. What about Hector Neris? What about Neris? Oh, Hector? I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring Neris. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it. I, th- I guess it would kind of make sense, especially coming off the year he had for, for Houston. I don't know. There's just something about, like, they they started winning. Wait, no, what was it? Wait, no, we traded him in 20, after 21, right? Yeah, We're not trading so. him. I'm sorry. We, he, he signed with Houston yeah, after Yeah, he 21. was a free agent. Yep, yep, exactly. Right. I exactly. mean, we started winning after he left. Maybe it was like, <laughs> a, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's something about, like, you know, the, the 2014 to 2021 Phillies were on display. <laughs> I don't know. They played like baseball? They played like, baseball those years? They, I don't like uh, I don't like Neris from... Yeah, but, I, I understand. Uh, I don't. I don't like I mean, that like, idea. Going I, back I don't either. Man. Everyone's been talking about it. I, I, don't, I don't love it. But, but, but listen, just a couple. Of, I, I, I can't think of the names off the top of my head right now. But a couple of relievers for sure. Yes. I think just to strengthen the bullpen. What about Hicks. Aaron Hicks? Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks. Oh, Jordan. No, 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 he's with Toronto now. Oh, he is with Toronto. Okay. Yeah, he's going to be a. He's going. They look like they're going to use him like a a swinging role between rotation and the bullpen. Oh, um, okay. I would have loved Jordan Hicks. I would have loved him. Would you but, bring uh, Lorenzen back? Or is he going anywhere? Where, what Lorenzen? a weird story. Yeah. Lorenzen, nah. It's like he throws the no-hitter, then all of a sudden he can't pitch. Yeah, I know. He dropped off the yeah, face. Yeah, really that was weird. weird. And he's really? got, like, gigantic arms. Like, he should be able to, like, just, you know, fight through anything. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh yeah I'm not in on Lorenzo. I Definitely hear you. Not hey, hey look, we got we got one amazing night out of him though. Yeah, you know and, we did. It was yeah, incredible. Yeah. I remember watching that. It was, it was it great. Was awesome story. It was great. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, I, I, look, I, personally, I'm glad to see Reese gone. But everyone's everyone's been writing him love letters on social media. Uh, what are your thoughts on Reese Hoskins going to Milwaukee? Uh, I think it's a great situation for him. It is. Um, yeah. I think it's a it's a the lineup that could really use his bat. I thought the Cubs made a lot of sense for him, but he goes to Milwaukee um, on a tier $34 million deal. You know, he gets hopped out after that first year. If, you know, if he, uh, if, he, if he has a big offensive season that by the way, that's one of my, I'll give you guys one of my, uh, my hot takes here. I think Reese Hoskins, MVP 2024, <laughs> big, big 40 homer, 120 RBI season. Wow. You know, wow. leads, leads the Brewers to the playoffs. Wow. I could totally see it. You know, I mean, hey, back here. I, I'm happy for Reese. I think that he, 
He's a, a good base. He's a very good baseball player. He's not a star, but he's a very, very good baseball player. Yeah, he had his moments yes. with us. Yeah, and I, I can yeah. see him really doing well out there too. Um, wow, been on the line with Francisco Rojas, Sports Radio WIP, and the Shift Media coming back around soon. Love hearing you on the radio too, friends. And when I turn it Thanks, on, I hear pal. you on it. I love it, man. Yes. I'm, I'm proud of you. you, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So the Shift is coming back. When's your? Uh, are you still continuing even the off season oh. with it? Yeah, we've been doing that once a week. Um, I think me and Nick are going to do an episode soon. We wanted to do a little Hall of Fame recap. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, what a, but, what a weird voting yeah. result. Huh? Let's talk yeah. about that real Todd quick. Todd Helton? Are you Very, kidding yeah, me? Well, yeah, Hel- so he was I'm, good, but... You know, yeah, yeah, I'll give you guys like a short synopsis. So um, I, I definitely, obviously, Beltre was a slam dunk. Yeah, um, yeah One of the best yeah. third basemen of all time, yeah, yeah. you know, numbers-wise, everything. Um, I... Helton, I was borderline with. I'm fine with it. I think he had a really underappreciated peak. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially in like, the steroid era where he was a name that, I mean, he wasn't mentioned enough. And especially after, you know, the Mitchell report and everything, he, his name wasn't in it. Um, and, and, you know, he played in Colorado. But if you look at his, like, uh, you know, like his OPS plus, all these, you know, a bit, bit the more metrics. advanced metrics, they, they you know, they, 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 they give him more of a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Um, as far as his numbers go, so maybe maybe it, it says that he would, you know, put up you know pretty similar numbers even if he was playing elsewhere. Yeah. Um, his home and away stats were pretty similar. So um, if you look at him, so I, I'm okay with with Helton getting in. I was borderline, but I'm okay with him getting in. Joe Maurer actually, I, and I I know I've been a lot of backlash about this. I I, I don't think Joe Maurer played 60 percent of his games a catcher. Yeah. He didn't play yeah. his entire career a catcher. Like everyone's like, oh well, you know, he's like one of the greatest hitting catchers of all time. I'm like, yeah, he played catcher for five years like yeah. you know if you look at his overall numbers you know you're, you're looking at him from a, a guy that's played a little bit of catcher a little bit of first base a little bit of dh mm-hmm. I, I it didn't make sense to me i was really surprised that he got in first try that's yeah right really, i think surprised a lot of people <laughs> I too i only remember um, mauer being hurt a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah well no he, he did after like 2012 to 2013 because when he started playing first base okay. because because he was getting hurt um, a few more things. Billy Wagner probably going to get in next year. It looks like former Phil. Former yeah, Phil well, Wagner. hopefully Chase gets in. Twenty eight percent is pretty good. First go. Good for the first try. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for Chase. I think he's somebody uh, I'm I'm going back and forth with. I think because yeah, um, he's border. He's a borderline. Yeah, yeah. Borderline Him and like yeah. I mean, his peak. Not even like everyone says like oh, it was a second baseman. His peak in general was like as a baseball player was like elite. It was. So, it was one of the better was, yeah. peaks you've seen over a four-year stretch. Yeah, for, for like from 05 to like 2010, you know, save for some of those injuries he had. I mean, he if he didn't get hurt, he probably is a Hall of Famer, like yeah. for sure. But um, it's good to see to to see that from you know almost 30 percent on on the first ballot. Really happy for him. Um, so it's good to see. So yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, I was I'm happy for Chase and. Um, you know, well, one last thing, Gary Sheffield, I, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, I think it's a shame that he's off after 10, 10 tries now. Um, I, so I think he's a Hall of Famer, too. When he came up to bat, No man, question. There was an energy yeah. when he came up he to He is hit. a bona fide Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's, that's a shame. I still want Barry Bonds in. I'm still yeah. upset yeah, about Bonds. I, I, and, you know, too, man, like, there's, there's not a lot of evidence uh, that Gary Sheffield used – any substance. There were reports that he worked out with Barry Bonds, but it was very, like, short stint, so – um, you know, even then, man, like, again, like this goes back to the conversation we've had a gazillion times, like a lot of guys were using back then and yeah, it wasn't yeah. really enforced like that. So, um, right. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm big on Gary Sheffield, super underrated. It's kind of like Todd Helton where he was a little underappreciated during that time. Um, it's not like Sheffield was hitting like 60, 70 home runs. Like right, he was hitting, right. you know, 30 to 40 giving you a 300 average winning a batting title early in his career in San Diego. And then, you know, with the Dodgers, Marlins, Yankees, mm-hmm. like he was a, a consistently like a monster at the plate, you know, his entire yeah. career. So it's a shame for Sheffield. Yeah. Thanks for your thoughts on that. We know that baseball is your number one and yes, we sir. are excited for it to come back to some Phil's yes, ball sir. real soon. Uh, as always, we appreciate your time, your energy and your thoughts and your wisdom on these topics. And uh, we hope to catch up with you again soon, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys, man. Uh, this was this was very fun. Um, you know, yes, sir. Especially, uh, yeah. So I, I very, very much appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, taking the time out to uh, to have me on. Yeah, very man. Anytime, sure. anytime, anytime. Especially when spring training comes around. Oh yeah, you know it's real soon. So yes, yeah. have a good one, bro. We'll talk with you soon. All right, thanks. I'll see you.
That's our guy, Francisco Rojas. I'm extremely proud of that guy. When I turn on the radio and I hear him in some kind of on-air producer yeah, capacity, awesome. I know it's awesome. Yeah, he's been a supporter of ours since almost day one, man. It's since great. day one, yeah, I mean, great. you know, since we started with uh, Bell and the Birdman over and at he, the Henry James Saloon. Yep, he was there. And, that's right. Uh, that's our that's that's our guy. I mean, and, and, and it goes past sports. We talk hip hop with him. Yeah, all the time. it does. It does he, go past. He's very sports. opinionated when it comes to hip hop. Yeah, well, one of these days, so are we'll, we. So. We'll break the show mode and we'll actually have a third person here with us. And it might be Francisco. It might. Guess what? Talking hip hop, uh, we might do a segment like that sooner or later because the way this is going in this city right now, yeah. there's going to be some lulls. There's there going to be some lulls. There are going to be some lulls. You know, I think it's fitting that we think about uh, a music segment. We should. We should. There's a, there's a lot going on. I mean, you know, I, I see, for me, I still feel like the hip hop that we appreciate that's our era of hip-hop yeah. if you will yeah i think it still exists it does still exist and people are so hung up on the, the little dirks and all these nonsense they're hung up on that and they're they're not tuning into some of the and it's yeah, not there's a lot of real stuff being yeah, released still the griselda and all that but there's more and there's there's a there whole is. there's a whole new era of guys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a little sample in that right yeah, there. maybe we could get into that i think we could another another show yeah. because look i, t- I tell you what it's going to be dry around here for a little while. It it the the way it's going with the Eagles, and until we get to spring training, um, well, yeah, only nineteen days. If you weren't sure, how right. many? Yeah, yeah, well, Pache, I, I I get it, but I, I look at I I look at the uh, the Eagles, and we're going to be talking more about the Eagles because I'm sure by our next show we'll know who their offensive coordinator is. It's moving fast, and by the way, we're because we do this the night before our drop, we might know. By the time this show airs, it might be known who the offensive coordinator. They might make well, a hire. Yeah, maybe it's going to be maybe. a 11 a.m. drop. So. Right. Well, we'll see. They might make a hire. Right. Yeah, you never know. You never know. I'll be so, up checking the news. But hopefully, by the next time we're we're here, yes, um, we're talking about the offensive coordinator. What, what it could look like, and yeah. then we have way more uh, of an idea of what they might do. Yeah, because I know there's the enemy and everybody, but you know that Frank Reich is involved with the consultation. Everybody's like, "Oh, you just bring Frank Reich back." Well, Frank Reich is owed thirty-five million from Carolina, so if he takes a job with Jeffrey Lurie, Jeffrey Lurie now that pay goes to the Carolina Panthers, mm. and it offsets. So that means Frank Reich would essentially be playing or or, or coaching for nothing. So he, unless Lurie works out some big deal. I just can't see that that, yeah, that happening. No, no, but no. But if he doesn't take a coaching position and he is a consultant or advisor, he is then an independent contractor. Well, then you can play with this. It's all semantics, Ted. right? It's so then he semantics. can he can collect his thirty five million, and I wouldn't be forfeiting from Carolina, right. While still collecting a paycheck from the Eagles as an advisor, isn't in a, that crazy? In a consultant role, thirty five million dollars they're on the hook for. It is. I mean, the Sirianni's making like six. Wow. <laughs> on that note. On that note. See you next week. Vet alumni.